If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to The Toast and happy Tuesday. Hope everybody's having an amazing week thus far, chugging along slowly but surely. And speaking of Shirley Swirly Girly, it's Jax. Shirley Twirly. You know, a lot of people love Shirley Temple. Me, I'm more of a Swirly Temple. Oh, well, ain't that the truth? She's the modern day Shirley. She's the modern day woman. She is. Speaking of the modern day woman, I saw Barbie yesterday. I know. Where do you want to place your recap? Because that's really what we're here to hear. How about right here, right now? Oh, wow, you want to dive right in. I mean, I've thought of nothing nothing but, because, like, I literally just watched the movie, saw so many TikToks about it. Like, kind of a divided country we are on Barbie. A lot of people did not like it. But it's also bringing people together. Yeah, okay, like, I had a lot of thoughts. The movie was not as good as I thought it was. I thought there were, like, really, really good things about as it. As you thought it was? Gonna be. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you thought it was um, good, and then you realized it wasn't good. No, no, I definitely left being like, oh. Um, but it was like still like a good, cute movie, and like the message was really cute. Um, there were a lot of highs, you know, and lows, in my opinion. And it just wasn't what I thought it would be. And overall, like, I actually really liked where they took the movie. But in terms of like plot and, you know, like Barbie leaves Barbie Land, here's why, and here's how she gets back. I felt. Was anyone else, like, confused? Like, there was just, like, it wasn't clear, like, why she was malfunctioning. And then it was, like, America Ferrera's fault. Uh, Not really. Spoiler. No. It's really not a spoiler. Like, for real. She's malfunctioning? Um, Like, that happens in the way beginning. That's why she has to leave Barbie land. Oh, okay. You remember, like, she gets the Birkenstock or the heel? No. It's in the trailer. I didn't, the trailer gave away nothing. Whatever. She has to leave Barbie Land for a reason. And then you find out the reason. And, like, I seriously, like, it was not clear to me. And, like, it just didn't make a lot of, like, linear sense in terms of plot. Okay. I found myself confused. And then also, like, some of, like, the the things, like, we just have to believe because it's a movie. Like, she's a doll. Okay? I just, like, I was confused, like, how other things were happening if she was a doll. Like, it was just confusing. Yeah. Um, Having said that, here's what I liked about the movie. It was literally sickeningly done like it was just beautiful the outfits the music everyone was just on their best giving their best performance and the the general you know um takeaway and message of the film was very like girl boss fight the patriarchy you know equality for women in that like kind of cringe millennial white woman way which is my least favorite type of feminism but I was able to look past it because like you know I approve of the message um And having said that, I realize what I'm about to say is extremely problematic, given that it was like a film about women. To me, the best part of the film was Ryan Gosling. (laughs) And I'm shocked to say that because I was so critical of like his casting. You were. He was stellar. I've never seen him in something funny. The movie was very funny. I've never seen him in like a a comedic role. And I didn't know if he was, you know, if he had those chops. He was hysterical. Like literally all the laughs were from him. Another thought I had about the film was I'm not entirely sure who the movie was for because there were so many like cultural references and like jokes that I did not get. Like there was this like Matchbox 20 song. I didn't know that. There was like all these jokes and the guy behind me who was like much older was hysterical laughing. I'm like, maybe it's for an older crowd. I found myself like really not getting a lot of the cultural pop culture 
references and jokes, which is shocking because that's so me. Yeah, well, maybe they were trying to do a little something for everyone. But also, you are on the tail end of being a millennial. Like, I think the yeah. movie is really for millennials, but that spans, like, what, 10, 15 years? And, like, yeah. Matchbox 20 is a little older than older. you. Yeah, there was a lot of singing, mostly on Ryan Gosling's part, which was so such an interesting, creative route, but I, I didn't dislike it by any means. The production value was just, like, out of this world. There was, like, a bunch of, like, choreographed moments. Like, I loved that. It was really beautifully done. Margot Robbie was amazing. You know, Barbie's kind of going through this, you know, journey where she, like, has highs and lows, and she's crying. Margot Robbie's just, like, an amazing actress. And Helen Mirren narrated the movie, and every now and then she would, like, cut in and, like, acknowledge that this was a movie and it was actually very funny like breaking the fourth wall um so I liked that there was a lot that I liked about it but overall I found the film in terms of like an actual movie you know like plot point a point b how do we get here story I found it a little like broken and a little confusing okay um another major shout out to Michael Sarah, who was hysterical yeah I saw this morning like he plays a doll named Alan Right, and there's like a million Kens, but there's only one Alan, and he's like this like outlaw. And now Alan dolls are like going for five times the price on eBay. Oh, that's funny. Well, another thing I really liked about it was clearly they worked, you know, hand in hand with Mattel, and they obviously had access to like all these archives of Barbies that have been discontinued, different things that they tried, and you honestly like wouldn't believe some of the Barbies they put out that have been discontinued. Like it was so funny. And Will Ferrell plays the CEO of Mattel in the real world, and he was hysterical too like the movie was very funny it had a lot of heart too um it was good and you know my girl my girl America Ferreira like literally love her um she was probably my least favorite character she has this like monologue that's like really like the summation of the female experience you know you want to be a mom and then you you know you get told that's not enough and then you don't want to be a mom and people look down on you and she has this like monologue that's like an, uh, an amalgamation of womanhood and it was giving millennial cringe like it was I, I saw like so many people on social media being like this made me tear up and oh, I was God. like it did <laughs> I was like oh I didn't tear up it was giving like really cringe you know and it did like it factually does encapsulate like you know the female experience all the things about being a woman that are so frustrating but I didn't find it moving I really found it like giving like Olivia Wilde you know herstory t-shirt energy you know yeah no I understand so in that sense I, I think maybe I, I'm not like the exact demographic for the film because I'm always talking about how that version of like feminism is so cringe um, but there, there's a pool for that. Like, there were people around me during the monologue who were, like, literally clapping. They were like, yes! Yes! Oh, God. I'm like, oh, okay. The theater was packed. Oh, my God. And, okay, I did not know that you could reserve seats. Like, I assume when I bought them on Fandango, like, and I had to reserve my seats. So I assumed it was those, like, big plushy recliners, right? Yeah. I got to the theater. I was shook. It was, like, this old-ass, like janky ass like there was a thousand people sitting on top of me like I didn't know you could reserve seats for like some shit theater when it's just chairs that fold down yeah and it's like not been renovated in 30 years but it does kind of make sense yes but we used to just raw dog it of when course. I was a kid like, yeah but now with reserve seating like for everything it would be weird if you bought a movie ticket and you didn't get to pick your seat like if you went to buy that movie ticket and you didn't pick your seat you would be like did I get a ticket yeah, yeah, no, for sure. But I thought I was going for a luxurious experience. So, you know me, I'm very conscious of movie times. And in an uncomfortable chair, oh my God, my ass was like starting to hurt me. It was like a really old hard chair. Um, I actually wasn't like counting down the minutes, which is a good sign for the film because I'm always checking like what time did this start? It was just like, it was good. Like it ended when it should have ended. Great. Yeah, it was good. I obviously, it just wasn't like as amazing as I thought it would be, but it was still like a good film with a positive message, very funny. I saw a lot of discourse on the internet being like, it's a man-hating film. It's actually not. There's like this whole moment at the end where it's like, Ken is kind of this moron who like only exists for Barbie. And they really, they give him like a powerful speech too. Ryan Gosling was hysterical. Simu Liu was great. Um, Issa Rae was great. America Ferrera was good, but like her character was bothering me a lot. Um... Who else was in it? I feel like those were the main characters. It was good. It was good. It was just really, oh, there was like this whole thing with like John Cena and Dua Lipa who like popped in like four times for two seconds and it was really stupid. Like I could have done without that. Um, the music was amazing. Like Lizzo has this song where she's like narrating the film, but also singing a song about what's going on as we're watching it. And it was very funny. Um, the music was amazing. 
Okay, cool. I feel like it would be nearly impossible for the movie to meet the hype that it's created. That's true. You know, which is through only a fault of their own with their $100 million yeah. marketing budget. So the fact that it is still like good and it's not, you know, a total flop, I actually think is a win. Yeah, that's true. And it was actually just very exciting. I couldn't, I mean, I was looking at theaters all over town for tickets. I had to go to the Upper West Side. It was packed. Oh my God, there was a 5, a 5.30, a 6, a 6.30. They were all super busy. There was like a step and repeat outside. People came dressed up. We're taking pictures. Like it was actually really cute and fun and like just felt exciting. What did you wear? The bar sweatshirt and leggings. In pink? And so I went with my friend Margot and she was like, are you wearing pink on purpose? And I was wearing my pink, the bar sweatshirt. But no, I literally just picked up one of the bar sweatshirts because it's always so cold in movie theaters. For sure. But I do feel like you chose pink for intentionally. I swear to God, I did not. Like, it was completely accidental. I didn't even realize I was wearing pink till she pointed it out. Look at you participating, being a part of something. I, I was, but, like, so unintentionally. I guess I'm just so naturally drawn to participation. That's you. So me. Well, thank you for going to see it. Thank you for reporting back. I would say it has Turdy's... You know, it has Turdy's approval. It just, has like, tr- keep your keep your expectations. Like, it's a movie, you know? It it's became this, like, right. larger... It became this larger-than-life thing. So I don't know what I was expecting, but it's a movie, you know? Yeah, it's not going to be, like, Greatest Showman, you know? It's not going to change no, your life. No, It's not Greatest Showman. No. Um, okay, I also wanted to play a game with you. I could not sleep last night because I had this song stuck in my head. This girl on TikTok, her name is Maddie. I followed her forever. She's so funny. She's British. Um, she created this game, and it's so us, and she created this little jingle to play before you play the game, and it was stuck in my fucking head okay. all night long. When you know the words to the song, sing along, sing along. So I'm going to sing the first word to a song, and you have to guess what the song is, Okay. Okay. Let me think of something, like, easy. Okay, hold on. I should have had a song. Yeah, you came so prepared. <laughs> Let me think of, like, a song that's so us. Okay, I got one. We. I know it's one of your songs. No, no, it's an our song. Think of it like that. An we. That's not enough. I'm sorry. Okay, so Maddie says, say, give me a little more. Give me a little more. We were. What was the second word? We were. We were. Okay, maybe I chose like a random song. <laughs> Are you okay? No. Legends, me and you, babe. Oh, that was a random song, but was I was trying real- to think of like an us song. And let me let me let me try something else. And you kind of okay, like started is- in the middle of a sentence. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I fucked it up. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> let me try one more. Okay. Your. That was the same note. Your. Same note as we, by the way. Your. No, I need more. You're in. You're in love. You're in. I'm singing. Listen. You're in love. True love. No. That's what you you're saying. You're insecure. Don't know what for. Well, you didn't give me a second word. You said in instead of. I can't give the whole word. It's just like a beat. You try. This is a horrible game. But and is, you the, try, you... is the intention to stump me or do you want to be working no, together? No, I'm trying to work with we're you. Tr- we're on the same team. Okay, now you're going to give me a song, but before you do that, you have to sing the jingle. When you know. No, but I'll give you a song. Okay. You know how I feel about games. Like, you're not going to get everything that you I know. Want. You're literally, like, the least fun person who's ever been born. No, I'm just, I'm serious. I mean business. You are serious, and it's so annoying. It's seriously annoying. <laughs> it's just, like, listen, Claudia, we're not going to, like, be the same exact person. Sometimes know, we're like, going to be sticking points. I do wish you would meet me halfway on games. I'm like, literally you meeting halfway. you halfway. I'm going to give you a song. I'm just not singing Jackie, the jingle that I don't I, know. I met you on reading. I met you on Downton Abbey. And, like, you were right. Like, if you would just lean into games, you'd be like, Clarity, you're right. No. That's not the same thing, but I am meeting you halfway because I'm playing. I know, but you have to sing the jingle. It's literally the all the fun of the game. I don't know the jingle. I don't know this wench who's ruining my day. So listen. <laughs> okay. Repeat after, repeat after me. When you know. No, I'm, I'm sorry. I can't. Come on. <laughs> okay, I'll sing it. When you know the words to the song. Sing along. Sing along. Okay. Okay. You'd. You'd. Do it again. You'd. Again. You'd. Give me a little more. You'd love. This bar. 
has to move on. Okay, so good. Team player. Should we do one more? Like you're giving me uh, old One Direction. Okay, I got one. Okay. When you know oh my God. the words to the song, <laughs> sing along, sing along. Okay. Out. I need more. Out. I said I need more. Out run. Out run in your memory. So it's the same song that I just Did sang. you just sing that song? Yeah, you'd love this bar. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm really dumb. Like I'm not okay. <laughs> well, thank you for playing even though like you took all the fun out of it. No, it's fine. I just you weren't being a team player. You were trying to humiliate me. I wasn't trying to stump you. I was trying to And help also you. you are you supposed to sing one word at a time or one syllable? Like it depends on the word. Like you like Cuz like outrunning outrunning is one word in this song. Okay, that's too easy. But we're a team. Yeah, but like still, it has to be like a bit of a challenge, according to Maddie. And where's Maddie? Who's Maddie and where does she live? She's actually from the UK. She's one of my favorite creators. I'm glad that you have her. Yeah. Feel free to play that game with your friends and family if your friends like games, because it's fun when, you know, everybody sings jungle. It's also fun when, like, people play properly. Agreed. I'm a stickler for the rules. Sure. When you know. Okay. That was like literally running through my head. I could not fall asleep till like two in the morning. It was so fucking annoying. That is annoying. Why couldn't you sleep? So I had like was feeling tired at like 1130. But Ben's flight landed and he was going to like schedule to be home at 1210. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I should wait. Yeah. So I kind of missed my window for sleeping. And then Ben got home and he was so tired from his flight. He passed right out. And I'm like, <laughs> I lost my window waiting for you. Understood. So it was kind of like a disgusting thing on Ben's part. So it's Ben's fault. Precisely. It always is. It always is. Well, I'm sorry for that, Turdy. I finished my book last night, that book that you said that you read, The Perfect Marriage, or yeah, Perfect you Just think? Cross Out. I didn't, I actually, on the whole, didn't love it. Okay. I didn't love how it ended, like you said. Me neither. And I thought along the way there was just like some really dumb shit happening. I gave it four out of five stars because, like, I enjoyed my time reading it. I got through it quick. I didn't feel like I wanted to put it down. And then I took one star away because the ending was stupid. Yeah, I wound up giving it three stars, too. The ending, like, didn't scratch the itch for me. And I found it frustrating. But also, like, there were a lot of weird things happening throughout the book that I was like, hopefully the ending will explain these things. And I guess it did, but not in a gratifying way. Yeah. Oh, my book club meets tonight. We're discussing Happy Place by Emily Henry. Um, Hated. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't, I, I don't even want to say what I want to say. Okay. Well, I hope you have fun at book club. Yeah. One of our members gave birth, so it's not full book club back in sesh, which is okay. You know, obviously childbirth is an acceptable excuse to miss book club. She's on maternity leave from book club. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. Well, speaking of book clubs, Redheads records tomorrow. So if you have questions about this month's book, we read I Could Live Here Forever by Hannah Halperin. Email us, theredheadsbookclub at gmail.com. Email us. Why not? What if you just emailed us? What if you got to lose? Nothing. Nothing. If it's a good question, it will, like, if it's even a decent question, it will likely be in the episode. The bar is low for the redheads is what no, you're saying? No, it's not low, but like we don't get like swamped with questions. I can pretty much make room for all of them. The only time I take them out is if throughout the episode it feels like we've already answered this question. Addressed it, yeah. You know? So if it's like an obvious yeah. question. Got it. Well, we've got a great show. It's Tuesday. Nothing major. Nothing but major, but those lots are my to favorite types of episodes. Lots to discuss. So watch me dance. dance. The, the music was so good in Barbie. Okay, I might try and see it, but I also don't see myself actually getting there and going, but I do want to see it. Well, if you go and see it, like make sure you're going to one of those theaters with the, your ass, will, your pregnant ass will not fucking be okay. Of course. My, my tailbone was killing me. I need to recline, of course. I actually, but my theater had curly fries. Mm. What else? Yeah, did it you was get? shocking. So uh, we met at 6 30, so we were like, okay, this is gonna be our dinner. So we like ate a lot. We had popcorn, curly fries, um, Butterfinger, 
and Sour Patch Watermelon. And then for a nice dessert, my friend Margot had cut up an apple and brought it from home. And it was actually like a great palate cleanser. And she took the skin off. Yum. Yeah. It was also like a cold apple from the fridge. So it was like cold, skinless, honey crisp apple. It was so good. I want to see Barbie, but I also do want like movie theater popcorn and like movie theater snacks. That is a driving force behind if I do go see it. So while the curly fries were a high, the popcorn was so incredibly stale. Margaret was like, when did you get this? I'm like, five minutes ago. Ew. Yeah, it was really disappointing. We actually didn't eat any of the popcorn. That's disappointing. Curly fries, on point. So just stay away from the Lincoln Center Theater. Okay, well, for a myriad of reasons, you also said they don't recline. And I'm- I feel like they probably have some, it's a huge theater. It's like takes up a whole city block. I feel like they have some, audit- they call themselves auditoriums, that are renovated and some that are not. And I was in like a losery ass. I should have known when I bought the tickets on Fandango that like $19 in this economy is not going to get you a recliner. True. I just assumed like you couldn't reserve a seat that wasn't special. I wonder if the seats were different prices based on the location in the theater. Hmm, I don't know. I had a good, I also, I could have gone, oh, and because I thought it was like these big ass recliners, I'm like, I don't need to be that far back. I bought fifth row. I'm like, that's right in the middle. But because it was like this tiny little chair, I was like kind of craning my neck. Yeah. And honestly, I do feel like my atmosphere marred my rating for the film. Like I was uncomfortable. Wow. I would see it again. I feel like like, so much happened. It was so beautiful. I couldn't even like look at everything. Like, there was this one scene where she was wearing a Chanel necklace and like it was all I was looking at. Like I missed the whole scene. There was just a, it was like a, a feast for the eyes. Yeah, you should see it again. I know Zach really does want to see it, so. I would go again. Okay. I'll tell him. I would. Okay. Maybe I'll join you guys. But now, yeah. without further ado, here are the Fast Five stories that you need to know. And the Fast Five stories that you need to know are brought to you by Fashion Pass. We have been talking about Fashion Pass for years. We've been Fashion Pass, gr- fashion pass girlies for years. And if there was ever a time to sign up for Fashion Pass, it is now. We have a million weddings, vacations, plans this summer, and Fashion Pass is perfect for that because you get unlimited rentals so you can swap out your pieces as many times a month as you want. You know you're only going to wear that wedding guest dress once or think about all those vacation, vaca- vacation outfits that you want. Well, Fashion Pass is perfect. They have all the brands that you actually want, like Good American for Love and Lemons, Beck and Bridge, Show Me Your Moo Moo. I have so many pieces from Show Me Your Moo Moo. And these are pieces that retail for two to $600. So you're really getting an insane value when you sign up, for, sign up for Fashion Pass. You literally have so much, are saving so much money because you're not out buying clothes all the time. Jackie and I are both on the trendsetter plan. So we get four clothing items per order and we could switch out those items as often as we want. We don't have to wait for the like month to pass. The shipping is super fast from Fashion Pass. They take care of dry cleaning. So you just literally send it back in the pre-labeled bag that they give you. And when you're done, you get to choose new items. It couldn't be easier. And the best part is that if you find something you really love and you want to keep from Fashion Pass, you can buy it directly from them at a huge discount, anywhere from 30 to 60% off. We have a discount code for you. It is the best discount that Fashion Pass offers. So you're not going to get this anywhere else. If you go to fashionpass.com slash toast and use code toast at checkout, you get $40 off your first month. So you can try it for literally $49. That's unlimited rentals for just $49 with code toast at fashionpass.com slash toast. Today's episode is also brought to you by eBoost. So eBoost Superfuel is something you are going to love. It is a fabulous alternative to energy drinks. It is a super fuel. It is low in sugar. It has only 10 calories per can and it's formulated with vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, and nootropics. So it's not what you'd normally expect in an energy drink. And when you compare it to like the top energy drinks, it has way less sugar, way less calories, more vitamins, it has no artificial sweetener, and it uses natural caffeine for energy. It's also non-GMO. It's soy-free, it's vegetarian, it's gluten-free, they add no artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners, and it's only 15 calories or less per can. So the ingredients are really high quality. They get get caffeine from green coffee seed and green tea, so it keeps your mind and body moving. The 10 essential vitamins and minerals include vitamin C, D, B6, B12, zinc. It has electrolytes and antioxidants and three nootropics. So it's perfect for everyday energy, late nights if you're working or studying, before or after a workout, if you're suffering from jet lag or red eye from your summer travel. Everyone gets that three o'clock slump. It's perfect for that. And if maybe you just woke up a little hungover, it's great for that too. So the eBoost Superfuel is perfect for whatever your energy needs might be. And they are so confident that you're going to love Superfuel that they are giving you a four pack for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. So take advantage of this offer today and go to eBoost.com toast to get your free four pack 
of Superfuel. You literally have nothing to lose. Pay for shipping. Get a four-pack. It's fabulous. E-Boost is spelled E-B-O-O-S-T dot com slash toast. And trade out those crappy energy drinks for something gorgeous like the E-Boost Superfuel. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Our first story, Tori Kelly is in really serious condition after collapsing and being rushed to the hospital. So TMZ reported yesterday that doctors found blood clots in the singer-songwriter's legs and lungs. Per the outlet, at the moment, they are still working to determine if there are clots around her heart. According to TMZ, she was out for dinner with friends in downtown LA when she complained of having an abnormally fast heartbeat. At one point, she fainted and was out for a while. Tori's friends deliberately chose to drive the singer to Cedar sinai in West Hollywood as opposed to calling an ambulance that would have taken her to a hospital downtown. She did not want to go to a hospital downtown, and she made it to Cedar sinai um, And now we are, she's in really serious condition and in the hospital. That is so scary. Um, so, you know, cr- like uh, risky to take to a further hospital, but I assume has better care, right? Um, I assume. I don't know the hospital scene in LA, but Cedar sinai seems to be the place. Like the best one. And I don't know what the downtown hospitals are like. Um, So scary. I really hope she's okay. I'm sure we won't, like, you know, hear what's going on for a while, but just thank God she made it to the hospital in a timely fashion and quick enough. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa is right. I love Tori Kelly. She's a queen. This is so sad. Yeah. She's been in and out of consciousness during her hospitalization, TMZ says. Hmm. This is just a crazy, scary story. Yeah. I really hope she's okay. Like, that's all. Yeah. I don't know, man. Crazy times. Tori. Tori. Are you ready for our next story? Like, no further updates, but we will I know. keep you posted, but that's it for now. Yeah. I'm surprised we even have this level of information as to like her friends driving and wanting, not wanting to go to this hospital. Yeah. I mean, you know, she collapsed in a public place. So I understand like why we know about it. But the whole detail about the hospital, I, when you were reading it, and I didn't want to be insensitive. I'm like, that's like weird that they know that. Not that they did it, but they know it. And also that they already know what the cause was that it was blood clots in her legs and her lungs. Yeah, but I feel like Cedar sinai is like a very um, celebrity-friendly hospital in the sense that they have like Protocol. special wings, special, yeah, like it's, I feel like I've never heard of a celebrity who lives in LA not being at Cedar sinai for birth, for illness. I don't think that they have special wings for celebrities, but I think they have protocol and like they're used to it. You know, I think if you, if you, if a celebrity showed up to a different hospital in the country, it would be like a huge deal that doesn't happen all yeah. the time. But like at Cedar sinai like they know what to do. They're not phased by it. And like, yeah. they, and they probably know how to deal with like media and press and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thinking of Tori. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? I am. Raven Simone claims she can tap into energy fields to see psychic visions like her character on that. So Raven. Ah! Yep. That is so Raven. That is so Raven. Raven is a psychic in her own right. During an episode of her podcast, The Best Podcast Ever, with Raven and Miranda. Um, I just want to challenge that. This is the best podcast ever. L-O-L. Bless you. The Disney Channel alum revealed that she possesses the ability to see into the future just like her beloved That's So Raven character. She said, I, I believe be- it. She was such a convincing psychic. She, yeah. It felt like she wasn't acting. Yeah, I, I mean, I could just see Raven Simone, nay Baxter, being in her living room and having a vision, you know? Oh, snap! Yeah. Yeah, she just, life imitates art, art imitates life. It's so true. That, that show was, you know, weirdly autobiographical. Her name was Raven. She was psychic. It was like Miley Hanna. Exactly. Anyway, she said, I believe in psychics, puns fucking intended. I truly believe. I believe actually humans have the ability in their brain to tap into energy fields that allow for truth to connect when you know how to translate it correctly. I can walk into a room and it's reading energy and energy in the psychic plane because it's not a physical material plane. Okay, this is giving like Raven 2.0, like granola energy. Like if Raven, I think Raven grew up in like Sacramento. This is like if Raven grew up in um, like Joshua Tree. So it's a different kind of energy, but I could, this is like a spinoff, you know? Yeah, this, yeah, this is, 
a spinoff, but not of the same rating because then her abilities have kind of like gone backwards because she said she can't see into the future like her character, duh. But she also... <laughs> she can't... She can't flip Thanks to the... Thanks for clarifying. She can't flip to the back of the script like her character. Right. But she often witnesses moments play out in her head or gets bouts of deja vu where she feels as though she's already lived the scene. Do you ever get deja vu? Never once in my life. I get deja vu all the time. Okay, not like every day, but like I really experience deja vu a lot. Yeah. And it is so weird. Yeah, no, I have I know what the phenomena is. I've, you know, been with people who are like having it. Never experienced it in my life. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I can't even describe it really, but it's just like you'll be in a moment having a feeling about something and you're like, I've I've felt like I've had this, I've been in this mental place before. Like, Okay, well, I can like identify like an anxiety or a feeling that I'm having and be like, oh my God, I remember the last time I felt like this. Like that no, sucked. Like, no, no, it's not like I feel stressed and I felt stressed last week. It's like right. this exact predicament like mm. I, I don't know what the situation was. No. When you have deja vu? No. So maybe deja vu is just code for bad memory. No, but you know me and you know you. Yeah. Maybe you can only have deja vu if you have a good memory. Because you're like remembering maybe. how you feel. But it that doesn't even But if up. you had a good memory, you would know what moment you're remembering. It's not about the moment, it's about the feeling. I can't even explain it without sounding like Raven from Joshua Tree. <laughs> Talking about, like, you know, the physical planes. Yeah. No, one thing about me is, like, I'm going to stand Raven Simone till I die. Like, I don't even care what she does. Like, she literally raised me. I loved that show more than anything. It was probably up with Hannah Montana's, my top two favorite shows on yeah. Disney. I love that she, like, went back to it and is now doing, like, an adult version, Raven's Home. I love this woman. Like, I don't care what she says. I don't care what she does. I love her. Yeah. Agreed. And I think this just adds to her character and the authenticity of the role. It's so true. Maybe she's like method acting so hard. No. She, oh, yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe, and maybe she that's what this is. Raven. Yeah. She never had to become Raven, though. That's why the show was so good. It was so authentically built around her. Yeah. It's really true. But, anyways, another news she has a podcast with her wife. I knew that her and her wife are like big on TikTok and they're always posting clips of their podcast. A lot of former Disney stars have podcasts now. Um, most notably Christy Carlson Romano. I've seen she is a digital creator. And hers is a little bit more um, dark. I think she does a lot of interviews and conversations about the, the really unspoken dark side of being like a child actor and how the industry exploits you. And she interviews a lot of former Disney Nickelodeon kids, now adults, who share their stories, which are not, you know, the good ones. Yeah. So she's doing the Lord's work, Christy Carlson. Wow, I also, I saw a headline today. Like, I think there's already, I think there's a Full House, you know, rewind show with cast members. Fuller House, yeah, there is. No, no, sorry, podcast. Oh, is there? And then, like, Dave Collier is now starting a podcast too. Like Mm. a competing one to whatever that one is. There's also a Wizards of Waverly Place hosted by Selena's dad in the show and best friend Harper in the oh, show. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, Dave Collier is launching a Full House rewatch podcast amid the strike. I don't know if that has anything to do with the strike. Um, well, it definitely does, by the way. Because but like, a lot of actors who are not like crazy rich yeah. are need to work. But that's Jackie, a pretty the quick... charts are the charts are about to get Oh, it's going to be like 2020 all over again. Bloodbath. But that's a pretty quick turnaround, one. And two, I actually feel like Full House is the sort of show that does have residuals. That's, well, no, the thing with residuals is, yes, when Full House gets played on ABC Family, that's residuals. But residuals in streaming are what they're fighting for. Yes, no, I know, but they've been having residuals on, like, ABC Family Naked Night for, like, 30 years. Yeah. They're, like, the Friends Cast. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's fair. But they're not making what they should. I think Full House is on. It's on Netflix because of Fuller House. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're not making what they should. Yeah. Oh, here's an but yeah. Back in the day, back in the day, if you got on like one of those shows, that's why Modern Family was such like a a crazy thing because it was kind of the last of its time. Sitcoms that got syndicated had hundreds of episodes. 
ton of viewership. That's like a ticket to Narnia. Yeah, this is interesting about podcasting and the SAG-AFTRA. Okay. Members can engage in promotion of publicity services for work under their TV theatrical contracts. That includes podcast appearances. However, podcasts that are not produced by companies that are part of the Alliance Motion Picture and Television producers are okay and given the green light, which means that Dave's Full House Rewind podcast is in the clear as it is produced by the independent LA-based Podco. Wait, but what does that mean for... Smartless because they are produced by Wondery and Amazon is a part of the alliance because Amazon is considered a studio because of Prime Video. Let me just check. Have they released any episodes? Hold yeah, on. they keep releasing their live episodes from the documentary. They just released Fuck. David Letterman. Damn, those are big ones because those are huge guests. Oh, no, they had Greta Gerwig, July 26th. Oh, it comes out tomorrow. For other television. Also. And Greta Gerwig's obviously doing... The and they actors, did Steven Soderbergh. They are releasing episodes. The Screen Actors Guild has to give permission for uh, for television rewatch shows, podcasts to proceed. Oh. Interesting. Yeah, well, I feel like uh, in the next couple of weeks and months, the only things that are going to be released are like comedy specials because those are not union, most, mostly union projects. Interesting. Yeah. It's a good time to be a stand-up. That's you. Literally. But I, because I was just looking, uh, I saw Jim Gaffigan posted his new special and it's on Prime. I'm like, isn't that not allowed? But then I was reading some comments that, and it was like, most stand-up comedy specials are non-union work. And so Jim Gaffigan's not a member of the union? No, he is, but this is a non-union project. I believe you're allowed to promote non-union projects. If you are a, a union member. He definitely is, because he acts and stuff. That's, a, I'm confused. How so? Like that you could promote non-union projects like then non-union isn't standing with the union. No, you you can promote non-union projects because the whole point of the strike is to have the studios feel the burn, feel the strike. And Jim ja- Jim Gaffigan promoting a non-union project. Mm, actually. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I'm like there's again, admittedly, so much about the strike that I don't fully understand. But every day we are getting our heads around we're it getting a little closer. More, we're getting closer. Yep. <laughs> By the time the strike is over, we'll have it figured out. (laughs) Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. It's a little Barbie news. A couple of Kens that were not. Uh, Bowen Yang, Dan Levy, and Ben Platt almost played Kens in Barbie, but uh, they couldn't do it. I heard also Jonathan Groff was supposed to play Alan. Oh. And honestly, when I was watching the Alan character, Michael Sarah was perfect, but Jonathan Groff would have been amazing too. I love Jonathan Groff. That's funny. I love almost castings. The search for the perfect Barbie and Ken actors in Barbie fell to casting directors who recently revealed to Vanity Fair that Bowen Yang, Dan Levy, and Ben Platt were all in the running to land different roles as different variations of Ken. They were definitely really different, but they had to feel like a cohesive group. You wanted to cast people who were really going to get on and be great and enjoy it. Um, Bo- Barbie was shot in London under strict COVID protocols, which meant every cast member was required to spend three months in the city close to production. Flying back and forth to U.S. was not an option. That created a logistical issue for Yang, Levy, and Platt, all of whom did not end up playing Ken in the film. I don't feel like any of these are like a major missed opportunity, except for Bo and Yang. Yeah, but then Dan Levy would have been good too. No, but like knowing what I know about the movie and all the Kens, mm. um... All the Kens, besides Ryan Gosling, were really, like, kind of supplemental, except uh, except a little bit Simu Liu was, like, kind of a main character. So, I don't know. I, I just, I could see Bo and Yang actually adding a lot of value. Yeah. I, I could not see Ben. The thing about Ben Platt, and this is what we were talking about earlier, he's so serious. Like, for what, dude? It's, like, not that serious. He would not have been able to, like, chill for this movie. This movie was very chill. But what if he could sing? Nobody's saying except Ryan Gosling. Actually, there was like a, mm. by the way, and I also wanted to know if that was Ryan Gosling's real voice because it did sound like it and it was like extremely good. And then I remembered he was on the Mickey Mouse Club. And La La Land. Oh, yeah. He has a good voice. Um, there was like the Matchbox 20. There was one singing where all everyone sang, but mostly it was Ryan Gosling singing. And no, I, I just, I can't see Ben Platt in this movie. Like he really is far too serious for it. I do agree with you. And so while that seriousness has, like, obviously gotten him really far, I think he needs to loosen up. Yeah, he still hasn't put out his statement blaming the cast and crew. 
like I said, I, I told you he would not release a statement. He does not play that game. He's like, I don't talk to fans. I don't talk to media unless I'm promoting a project. Like, you can all suck my dick. Yeah, and I think he'll be talking to the media even less now. Right. Yeah. He got burned. He did. Are you ready for our next story? Is it number four? It is number four. That was quick. Yeah, I'm ready. And four and five are kind of like sister stories. Okay, but I have something to say between four and five. Is that okay? I, oh, We can make it okay. We could work with mm-hmm. that. But mm-hmm. they are sisters. Do you want to split not up the twins. sisters? They're sisters, not twins. No, we're not doing the same story for four and five. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I think you should say what yeah. you have to say so that the sisters can stay together. Because imagine if someone tried to split us up. I dare them to try. Yeah. Okay. These sister stories are brought to you by <laughs> Bowlin Branch. <laughs> Bowlin Branch makes the softest, most luxurious sheets without any toxins or harsh chemicals. They use the finest 100% organic cotton that's traceable from family farm to your family home. They have a natural, unmatched softness that gets softer with every wash. One thing about Jackson and I is like, we're taking bedtime seriously. And that means only the best for us. And we have been loyal Bowl and Branch girlies since the day we were born. Not really. A few years, but it feels like since the day we were born. You should start investing in your best sleep with Bowl and Branch, who make the only sheets that get softer with every wash. They feel buttery and breathable on night one, and they keep getting softer for years to come. Yeah, I've had mine for like, now that I'm thinking about it, since I moved into this apartment, four years, and I haven't replaced them. Like, they really wash well. They're still so soft. Um, we have the signature hemmed sheets. It's their best seller for a reason. They get softer with every wash. They're made from the highest quality, 100% organic cotton threads on earth. They feel buttery to the touch, super breathable even in the warmer weather, and they're loved by millions of sleepers. They've also been loved by four U.S. presidents and two Peabody award-winning podcast hosts. They come in 10 different versatile colors in all sizes, so that's twin up to California king. They're made without toxins, free from synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde, any other harsh chemicals, and they have the 30-night worry-free guarantee. So with free shipping and returns on all U.S. orders, you can try it, let me know what you think, and make a decision, but you're going to like the way you sleep. I guarantee, I guarantee it. So sleep better at night with Bowl and Branch sheets. Get 15% off your first order when you use promo code TOAST at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code TOAST. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you, Claudia. I think it was really important that you shared that message then. I do feel like I got something off my chest, and I'm feeling lighter than air for these sister stories. These sister stories. First, Love Island stars Molly May and Tommy Fury are engaged. I'm obsessed. I don't even watch the show. I don't know who they are. I'm obsessed. I don't watch the sh- Love Island UK either, but you told me about Molly May and Tommy Fury, and now I'm so obsessed. So after four years together, they're engaged. The fashion influencer and pro boxer, both 24, announced the exciting news with a sweet oh my God, video. they're so young. I know. I didn't realize that. With a sweet video proposal shared via both of their Instagram accounts uh, the caption was forever with the date and in the video Tommy is surrounded by bouquets of flowers holding their seven-month-old daughter Bambi and he gets down on one knee and passes uh, Bambi to Molly and she says yes. No, it's so cute in the way like I'm obsessed but now I mean I know I didn't watch their season I was like didn't even know he was a reality star when that whole fight happened. But now I'm like being targeted with content from their time on Love Island. And it's like very clear from the second they were in the villa. They were like no drama. Like they were just obsessed. And they were like so funny. Like immediately slid into this role of like old married couple. And like the nation was just obsessed. The world was obsessed. And now their love story like panning out in such a unique, non-traditional, but like uniquely them kind of way. Like he was a boxer and then they had a baby and now they're getting engaged. Like it's so cute. I feel like they're so famous. Like mostly like – they're famous here, but really in the UK, I think they're incredibly famous. They're kind of giving me just, I know this is going to sound crazy, but I feel like they're the next version of Kiara Faragni and her husband. Like, I know it sounds crazy. Oh, I, I do like that comparison. Because they're, like, international, but, like, known everywhere. She's, like, started out as an influencer, which is considered, you know, like, tacky business. And Molly Mae and him are, like, reality stars. But they're becoming, like, serious business people. Yeah, no, so, like, he has his own career as a boxer, just like Kiara's husband is a singer. Singer. Also, I don't know if you saw, but Tommy's older brother is a big boxer. Like, a really, that, you told me that. Yeah. And he got a reality show on Netflix UK. It's oh. his family's reality show. It's like, I don't know what the name is. but no, and, I'm loving this. And Tommy and Molly are in it. Got it. 
And so I, I just watched the trailer the other day. I wonder if it'll be available to Netflix US, in which case I need to get back into my account because I would 100% watch this. Uh, yeah, and then I think during her rise to fame, she was then hired Molly May as the creative director of Pretty Little Thing UK, which Pretty Little Thing is big here, but it's huge in the UK. And that took her to like another level. She's not with them anymore, but um, she they just kind of like turned this random reality show fame into like, astronomical fame yeah no I follow her and I love following her just as like a fashion girly and as a new mama like she's like just is so her content is so wholesome and Mm -hmm. she's a beautiful life I didn't even realize they I didn't ever think about whether or not they were engaged or married or whether or not they should be so to see them get engaged like was just so sweet no and he's like so hot and she's so cute and pretty like I'm obsessed obsessed yeah, we should watch their season I know people say that we should people have said that to me no the way I know everyone's mad at us for not watching Love Island because like everyone there's so much crazy stuff happening every day and we're not talking about it then I see like other people watching it every day I think they're up to like episode 55 like I can't yeah no it is a lot I have no regrets but I do apologize to the community of toasters who are waiting for us to watch like I will not be watching but I might watch this. Maybe I should watch a season if I find myself with a lot of time on my hands. So I do feel like those. Are you saying US or UK? Just the season of Molly and Tommy in the UK. Oh, oh, oh. You know? Yeah. I don't know if I would waste my time again with US. Well, US they are doing the most for, which leads to our fifth and final story. Yep. Ariana? The sister story, bombshell Ariana Maddox gives first look at Love Island USA appearance. Quote, I can't believe it, she says. So the Vanderpump Rules star gave fans a glimpse into her guest appearance on Love Island USA on Monday. She said, I can't believe I'm popping into the villa this week. Uh, she posted a photo of herself sitting at the fire pit. Like, I am gathered around the fire pit. You can watch the fun on Peacock. She is in front of a sign that says it was always you. Now, what do we think she's doing there? Nothing. Like, people, I think they're trying to make it seem like she's going to be a contestant. She's not. She has, like, a full-ass career. They're filming right now. She's got to get back. And she's even she's not a contestant. stars. Perhaps it's, like, a challenge or she just comes in and gives advice. Like, it's just a cameo. Yeah. This is, you know, a perfect synergy. You know, Bravo's a part of the NBC Universal Universe. Love Island USA is on Peacock. It's just, it's called synergy, people. Don't be fooled. It's, okay, but, like, still, she has to, like, fill some sort of role when she's on the show. Like, they're definitely doing a challenge, like, and she, and you know it's perfect synergy because uh, when Tom Sandoval and her were fighting, he was like, "All you do is sit at home and watch Love Island." So everyone was like, "Yeah, that's all anyone does." Oh, okay, that's good synergy. So there's like a connection. It's a reference. It was a good call by the marketing team for Peacock to use Ariana. She's kind of like a, a press magnate these days. Yeah. Well. Love Island USA, I think it just started again. And they are really, I feel like for a few years, like they were doing Love Island USA, it didn't really get like the love that it should have, or even like the support from like the network. It wasn't big, really talked about or anything. And I feel like this year they're trying, they're pulling out all the stops, you know? Yeah, I've been seeing it everywhere. They just did a big brand trip to the villa with influencers. So they're finally trying. They've never competed with UK, but for a lot of the time it felt like they weren't even trying. Yeah. However, the season that we watched was actually very good. We watched, was that the last season? No, I think there was one last summer. The one with Shannon and Josh, who are still together, I'm obsessed. Um, That was pretty good, and people were like, that's not even close to as good as UK. Yeah. The best season of US is not even as good as the worst season of UK. Right. Why? Why can't they make it better? Honestly, it's the accents. I really feel that way. Oh, really? I feel like it's... Couple for chat. I feel like it has to do with whatever networks they're on. Like, I think that um, Mm. maybe now that they're on Peacock, it could be a little more mature. But when it was on, like, NBC every night, it has to, you know, like The Bachelor, even though, like, The Bachelor is kind of stupid because it's extremely PG. Yeah. But, like, yeah, Too Hot to true. Handle on Netflix is fucking bonkers. Yeah, it's like a porno. Right. And they're, yeah. they're talking about, like, I don't know if maybe they, the, the, the level of, like, sexual activity is the same on both shows. It's just a matter of what we, like, see and what they talk about. Um, but I don't think they could do that on NBC, which is why I think moving to Peacock, maybe it'll be a little bit more mature. Yeah. Yeah. Mature. 
that's just my theory but i again don't know what happens on the uk one but maybe i'll maybe i'm about to find out yeah yeah so well, i'm happy for molly may or happy. what was the story ariana. ariana yeah sister stories were they not sisters they were definitely related. They were Hallie and Annie. One's the UK one, one's the California one. They were Hallie. Not California. Yeah. Ariana's in California. They no, they don't film Love Island USA in California. No, no, but she's the California girl. Yeah, but Love Island USA. Okay. Okay. I no, understand. We're splitting hairs. Because if you we want to say like, It was an amazing analogy. The, I'm sorry. She's I the Fiji sister. It. No, I don't know why I was, like, trying to make the analogy bad when it was clearly good. I'm sorry for poking a hole in it. Like, that was low-key disgusting of me. Just because I can't make a good call doesn't mean I should take down everyone else's. Wow. Thank you for that heartfelt apology. You're welcome. (laughs) So, that's our show. Those are the Fast Side Stories. Feel as though you needed to know them. And what else? What do you got going on today? Am I going to see you? I hope to. I hope to see you. That would be nice. That would it? be nice. I think we can make it work. We can definitely make it work. God forbid you come to my house. No, I'll come to yours. You know what I was thinking yesterday? I don't think I've been to your house once since I've been in New York. No, you haven't. It's fucking rude. I know, but like, how would I get there? A car. I know, but like, what would I be doing there? Chilling. Okay, so then I'm bringing Harry. Duh. So then we don't have even to think of coming over without him. Right. Okay. So then we're in a car. I have to bring the car seat. Mm-hmm. And I can't like carry both of those things. So like Zach's coming with me. Is Ben gonna be there? Then it's okay, after work. No, no. But seriously, you're but taking then, all the fun out of it, right? But then it's after work, and like then we're getting close to Harry's bedtime. That's this is why I haven't come over. You know what? With that attitude, <laughs> don't come. Okay. I'm just saying. No, it's not. There's a reason why it just like doesn't make sense, especially when you just like fully like uh, levitate on over here. With yeah, your no, walking. if you wanted to, if you wanted to, you would. I just really don't feel like that applies. Okay. Okay. But. Okay. But enjoy your victimhood. Will do. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to the Tosa Millennium Morning Show, where we deliver the Fast Five Stories that you need to do every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, Castbox, all the places where you listen to podcasts. Find us, the Toast, leave a five star review about how beautiful, stunning, and wickedly talented we are. Hope you guys have an amazing day. We'll see you tomorrow for one of the greatest days of the week. Hump day. Love ya. Bye.